It's episode 37 of Royally Rumbled. I'm Jordan. I'm Robert. And welcome back, guys, because it's been a little little bit. It's been a little while. We took a little sabbatical. <laughs> yeah, we just wanted to kind of reset and recharge, and that's exactly what we did. And here we are, episode 37, the end of 2019. Um, we decided that we wanted to do a Q&A episode. We never got the chance to before. And uh, we figured now's a good enough time as any. Yeah, you guys sent in some great questions, and um, we we definitely are excited to give you the answers to those and a little bit more. Because before we get to your questions, what are we going to talk about, Jordan? We're going to go over some best of the decade stuff. Since, like I said earlier, 2019 is coming to an end, uh, so with it comes uh, the decade. So, Robert, uh, who do you have for your tag team of the decade? I have the Usos. Mm, interesting. Uh, good choice. Definitely a solid team. Puts out some incredible matches and, and programs and different things. Um, I've got the New Day. That was my That was my second choice. They've been... Uh, fantastic since they came together with how many titles now? Se- seven tag titles? Yeah, it's something like that. Seven or eight. So how about singles competitors? Who Who is your wrestler of the decade? I'm going to go ahead and say Daniel Bryan. Really? Yeah. That's my wrestler of the decade as well. Uh, I was really close to choosing Charlotte Flair, honestly. She was up there for me, yes. But I think the the past decade that Daniel Bryan has had, not to mention just the last year and a half of alone, but uh, yeah, he's had such a he's had such a, a ride. And if you've been a Daniel fan since the beginning, um, you'll you'll know like he's just. He's overcome an awful lot, you know? Yeah. And just Yeslemania, the whole Yes movement, the lead up to that, how, like getting to that point, and then uh, a year after that, winning the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania, and then having to stop wrestling, and then coming back, you know? Like just unprecedented uh, amount of accolades for him. I, and he's just undeniably great in the ring on the microphone with his characters and then you find out that he was instrumental in getting Kofi Kingston that title shot and victory at Wrestlemania 35 35 right that's the th- at Wrestlemania 35 so just overwhelmingly so much going for him so what do you have for your moment of the decade for me there's specific things that stick out and I will never forget watching Seth Rollins cash in at WrestleMania 31. It's one of my biggest mark out moments ever in, in my entire fandom of wrestling um, with Seth Rollins running down the ramp and, and eventually winning that title and then running up to the top and spinning it over his head and just, and I, we usually shit on Michael Cole a lot, but the but his call of that moment was just the heist of the century was just like awesome. It was such a great moment. Yeah, definitely memorable. Um, it's just one of those things that all of the pieces fell into place, and it created such a buzz and an explosion. And what a way to end a show, let alone a yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah. So cool. So what's so what's your moment of the of the decade? Uh, I had to think about this for a little while, um, but I think hands down I got to go with the Hardy Boys returning at WrestleMania thirty three. Uh, yes, great great choice. The the we watched that together, did we, we not? We did. We did. Um, and so in in that situation watching that WrestleMania, kind of holding your breath, you see New Day come out, and then that music hits, loaded, mm-hmm. 
And Dude, we lost it. Oh man. We lost it. Could not could not contain <laughs> my excitement. That's where the WrestleMania peaked for me that night. Yeah. Uh, uh, unfortunately for that WrestleMania, <laughs> that was the that was the moment of the night, and it led the show off. So, so how about match of the decade? Like, what is the best match for you of the decade? Oh, I gotta go with Neville versus Sami Zayn from NXT Takeover Our Evolution. Wow, uh, that wow. that match for me checks all the boxes you had drama you had uh incredible storytelling in the ring and then the build to that match just like pure insanity and then the just like the way that the show ended with kevin owens power bombing Sami Zayn mm-hmm. on the apron because like that is technically part of that match and that story like everything built to that, and yeah, I was, I was headfirst into NXT at that point. That was obviously that was a great one, um, but for me, uh, immediately in my head when I when I thought of this, I immediately went to John Cena, CM Punk at Money in the Bank 2011. Immediately, yeah, yeah. There wasn't even it wasn't even a hesitation. I just uh that's one match that I will always think of no matter what. No, definitely. Like I said with the Sami Zayn and Neville match, this match was a lot of the same thing. It had incredible storytelling. It had an incredible build going up into it. Nobody knew like we we talked about surprise factor earlier, but like nobody had any idea what was happening. Even though like we kind of got a very similar storyline in Ring of Honor, legitimately nobody mm. knew if punk right. was going to stay with the company or not yeah i i just i was head over heels in that in that time frame for punk and just for everything that was happening in in wrestling in general so and for that match i mean uh, I think I illegally streamed that on the computer to see it because the <laughs> network wasn't a thing yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I don't know that I watched the entire pay-per-view. I don't remember exactly, but I know I watched that match. Uh, I definitely have seen that pay-per-view. I remember I watched it from my pool. Uh, we nice. connected a laptop to a projector and we sat in the pool and watched Money in the Bank 2011. And it was a fantastic show. Like, yeah. I remember that show ended, and I was like, I want to buy that on DVD. I never wound That's up awesome. doing it. But <laughs> but now you'll never have to. But now I'll never have to, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get to some of your guys' questions. Hell yeah. Uh, we asked a couple of days ago to send us your questions. And we got a bunch of responses from Twitter and Instagram, so let's uh, let's lead off with Twitter. All right. Um, uh, good, good friend of mine. We go back a, a really long time, actually. Um, my friend Eric asked us, uh, "Do you tip when you get takeout?" Hmm. So when you go, when you order, you order food, you go pick it up, and they hand you the receipt to sign. You writing down a tip? Uh, no, no, I do not. <laughs> uh, it's takeout. It's as if I'm going to McDonald's uh, or any other fast food establishment. Um, but if I, if I do like the place, like if I'm at a mom and pop shop or something like that, I will sometimes tip when getting takeout, on takeout on takeout. Sometimes you're insane. <laughs> I do not tip on takeout because you've provided me no service of which to tip. That's true. Um, I feel like the tip is for, the waiter or waitress when you go out to a restaurant. And when I do that, I tip very nicely. Yeah. I'm overly generous. Of course. Of course. Like 20% Um, or more. Yeah. Most of the time. Um, but on takeout when I'm driving to you, no, if you deliver to me, I, I tip the delivery guy, but if I'm picking it up, I've already paid you for the service that you've provided, which is the food that I'm picking up. 
Yeah, but sometimes I'll frequent a place so much and get takeout like once a week. Like I'll throw them a buck or two once in a while. Once in yeah, a blue moon. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I'm I'm nice. If I go and sit down at that very place, I will tip. But I am not tipping you if I've driven my car to to collect the food myself. Fair enough. Okay, moving on. Let's let's go to uh Josh Robinson, good friend of the podcast. Shout out Josh. Of the Wrestling Reverb podcast. Yeah. So Josh's question to us was <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> why is tables match plural, a chairs match plural, a stairs match plural, but why isn't a ladder match plural? Why isn't it a ladders match? I mean, there's multiple ladders in the match. Please discuss. <laughs> I'll let um, you kick this one off. Uh, first of all, great question. <laughs> um. I love answering. I love thinking about stuff like this. Dude, this popped I us don't so know, hard. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> maybe, like, even in, like, the very first ladder match, I believe there were more than one, there was more than one ladder. That was incorrect, but go on. Is that true? Is It's true that there was just one ladder, one ladder in the very first one? In the very first ladder match, one ladder. I think that that's probably why, then. That's got to be it, right? Because then it was like, there's one ladder. Yeah. So it's a ladder match. You have to climb that ladder. <laughs> you only need and one ladder to complete right. the match. Where I That's guess- got to be why it's only it's referred to as a ladder match as instead of a ladder's match. But like... Right? But but sometimes you, you only need one table to finish the tables match. and. But it, generally speaking, in a tables match... More than one table is implemented, whether or not you needed it to finish. That's true. That's true. Where, wherein with the first ladder match, it was just a one ladder. That's the difference, I think. As far as uh, your chairs match is concerned, I hate, I hate that that's a match type. Kill it. Uh, as far as your stairs match, please never mention that again. Uh, horrible, horrible match. They did it one time. It was horrible wait you mean to tell me that big show versus eric rowan isn't in your match of the uh decade here <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it is not it is not it is nowhere near it oof oof uh, big oof i can't i couldn't believe i remember the year that they did that and i was furious <laughs> tlc s is what wasn't that yeah. what it was yeah tlc that's why they never did it again, because it was stupid. stupid. Anyway, I don't mind the chairs match so much. Um, it's just a hardcore match. Yeah, there's it's just, just a no rules match. It's just a DQ match. Just because you say chair doesn't mean anything. I hate that. Uh, love a ladder match, though. Love a ladder it's match. My favorite match type. It's the best match that I've ever competed in when I was a wrestler. Uh, nobody asked about that, but that's fine. <laughs> well, maybe shout out, shout out to Josh. From now on, we will refer to them as ladders matches, <laughs> but only if there's multiple. <laughs> there's always multiple. <laughs> what do we got next? What do we got going on next? Which one do we want to answer? Uh, let's go with uh, Brocast, the Brocast, Tom and Alan. What's up, um, guys? Thanks for sending in the uh, question. We've got, what is your favorite pro wrestling title from any promotion? So are we, I, I'm not sure if we're talking the design of the title or are we yeah, talking the, like. The actual, I'm assuming this is to mean the actual strap itself. Total left, left turn here. The original uh, NWA TNA X Division Championship. I think that one stood out for me. I mean, the the giant red X on it and everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. It just—I had a feeling that was the one you were talking about because I'm not f too familiar. But yeah. from it, it just looks differently from like any other title, but it still looked like prestigious. Uh, big gold belt doesn't get better. 
than the big gold belt for me. See, I was going to say that, but I knew you were going to say it. So that's why I wanted <laughs> to shout out something different. No, that's fine. I mean, I just, I've never liked the look of a title more than the big gold belt ever. It's always been my favorite. Always was my go-to. Whoever had that title for me was always the champion in my eyes. So, so. I'll follow that up. What did you think of the WWE version of that belt? Do you think Loved there it. was? Uh, do you do you? I the the only time I didn't like it is when they made the inside of the strap red. Okay. So at that at that point I was like done with it. Um, but up to that they point, made it, it like was smaller my favorite title. too. Yeah, yeah. At first it was about the same size. Yeah. They didn't start making it smaller till much later. Yeah. But once they the once they went with the with the red strap and made it a little bit smaller, I hated it because I feel like they deliberately tried to ruin it, bastardize it. Yeah, but up to, you know from from WCW all the way through to changing it to that, uh, it's my favorite for sure. Okay, we got a question from Everything Pro Wrestling. EP Dub, what is one wrestling promotion you wish you had more time for? I wish I had more time to finish watching Lucha Underground. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I wish I wish Lucha Underground was still a thing. I wish Lucha Underground was still a thing and it didn't end the way that it did. Yeah, um, left a, but left I a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Yeah, but I loved Lucha Underground for what it was and what they were doing in their presentation and. Uh, it's currently free on the Tubi app hmm. and I'm in the midst of watching season three, but I just haven't gotten to finishing it. So love Lucha Underground. Um, wish I had more time for Lucha Underground. Honestly, I, I wish I had more time to watch Beyond Wrestling. Um, I know they do Uncharted Territory on when is it? No, it's Thursdays, right? Yeah. It's either it's either that or Tuesday. Yeah, it's Thursdays on independentwrestling.tv. Um yeah, I just I know some guys that work there. Um I've I've been a big fan of Beyond Wrestling since before it was a thing. I was at their first show ever. Um and yeah, I just I wish I had more time to keep up with that because those guys are killing it. Uh, they're they're busting their asses and they're probably putting on some of the best wrestling every single week. That's across the board. So I wish I wish I had more time to dedicate to that. All right. Uh, somebody who snuck a question in right as we were about to record um, is Noob and Co. And they asked, "What are your thoughts on the Kabuki Warriors?" I adore the Kabuki Warriors, especially more so that they're heel now. Um, yes. Was a big fan of Asuka during her entire NXT run, during her entire WWE run. Um, she kind of got a little stale there towards the end of before pairing her up. It's almost what they wanted, though, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, but... <laughs> they were, like, deliberately making her not fun. But I think that they've done a very good job of building her back up to be like a very important pillar in the women's division. And yeah, Kyrie Sane is super talented and I never really mm-hmm. cared about her cause I didn't like her original character. The pirate princess Same. wasn't a big fan, yep. loved the way she moved in the ring and love her elbow drop, but I wasn't sold on the character now. However, big fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I 100% agree with everything you just said. Um, I mean, there was, I don't know that there was another podcast out there at the time uh, that was banging the table more for Asuka than we were before she came to the main roster. That's true. And then when she did, we were all in. Um, I think we tweeted every Monday while we were watching live, uh, hashtag Asuka Marks. That's true. Um, <laughs> uh, so we, we were huge on Asuka. And still am. Um, and like you said, didn't like Kyrie's character. 
I for me she just seemed like she was cosplaying more than actually being a pirate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I mean now they're heel, they're green misting people. Like love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Huge, huge for Kabuki Warriors. And I think they recently just stopped splitting their entrance theme, didn't they? Yeah, they got an actual tag team entrance theme. One like now, now they're over for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like their heels, the entrance theme isn't that stupid thing that WWE thinks is awesome, where they split songs back and forth, <laughs> because nobody likes that. Nobody. Literally. Literally nobody. Moving on to a question from Damien over at DBW Podcast, uh, he asked, "Will Christian ever be inducted into the Hall of Fame?" Uh, to that I say he fucking better. Absolutely. Uh, I think Christian's one of the most talented overall superstars that WWE has ever had. Um, severely, severely underrated. Yeah. I mean, like... Massively underrated. When he originally left and went to TNA and became, like, huge there, uh, I loved it because I was like, finally... He's getting recognized for the talent and the work rate and everything. And then he went back to WWE and they like, they gave him the ECW title. So that was cool. But like, finally, eventually he won the world heavyweight title and had that great Mm -hmm. series of matches with Randy Orton over it. Fantastic. Fantastic stuff. Definitely deserving of a hall of fame induction. Yeah, dude. uh, Absolutely. Um, I think, when we were doing research for the um, the Edge Legacy Spotlight series episode that we did, um, seeing matches with Christian where they you know versus Edge or with Edge as a tag partner, Christian's really underrated in that he took, especially in those TLC matches, oh, so God. many of the the hard nasty bumps to make everybody else look awesome. Yeah, he did it so, so well. many of them so well. So like definitely Christian deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But speaking of the Hall of Fame, our buddy Keith the Chief asked us who are your 2020 Hall of Fame inductees? Ooh. So we already know of Batista and the NWO going into the Hall of Fame this year. So Robert and I kind of picked out our own lists here and I'm very excited to hear who he added because he doesn't know who I added and vice versa. So, um, I guess I'll start. Um, so I have Christian, obviously. I also have Christian. I also have Kane. I also have Kane. Cause I think, I think Kane is a shoe in for hall of fame and, he doesn't he could be even be like Mark Henry where he doesn't necessarily need to retire b- before going in. I think right. he's more than deserving enough to go into it now and then have a retirement match later down the road. There's a there was a stretch uh I'd say maybe from like 2000 to um I don't know, 2006, maybe. I don't know why that year sticks out in my head. Um, Where Kane was like one of my favorite, if not my favorite person in WWE. Really? Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, especially in that stretch, obviously The Rock for me was number one, but Kane was probably number two. Hmm. Um, I loved, obviously, his look. The mask was cool. His different attires were cool when he started like changing them up a little bit. Uh, when they unmasked him, I even liked it. I loved his tag team work with X-Pac and RVD. Um, I especially liked him and X-Pac together. They were like my favorite. Well, you're a, you're a huge X-Pac mark. I am a huge X-Pac mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then they put him with Kane, and it was like two great tastes that taste great together for me. Um and then, you know, once he took off the mask and they, you know, he was bald and he was like spooky and stuff. Um, conversely, however, there was a grinding halt to my love for Kane um, when he came back with that ugly, stupid mask that he wears now. Um, and just his general 
way that he works overall now. Uh, hate it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know where the switch turned, but in that time, like when he debuted with that new mask and he was like corporate Kane and all this other horrible and to me almost tarnished his legacy of what he did previously. That's how bad it was. And I hated it. I agree with that statement. Um, I know he personally is like a huge fan of that gimmick and the, the corporate Kane character and everything, but I definitely did not like it. And I, I right. feel like it could have potentially ruined his mystique. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he used to not talk and now he wears a business suit. You know what I mean? Like, I get that he's one person in real life, but but why did the characters have to over? Why did that have to overlap with his real life? I don't understand. Um, who else you got? Uh, so I got uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. Nice, very nice. Okay, I feel like that's overdue and and a long time coming. I don't uh, have Bam Bam, but I would not disagree. Yeah, so I I have uh, William Regal. Nice, good pull. Um. I think very deserving. I remember watching him in WCW as Steven Regal. Um, Always a great match you could get out of him with anybody. You know? Um, I loved the Regal stretch. I loved the power of the punch gimmick. Loved when he was like the GM of Raw or whatever. Like, I loved all of that. I also have Finley. Nice. Nice pull. I feel like his contributions uh, in the backstage role that he has currently uh, far outweigh anything he's ever done in the ring. And that's not a knock at him. I'm just saying he's he's done so much. He's done so much for women's wrestling specifically. Yeah. So I I definitely think he deserves to be in there. He's another guy that I remember from uh, WCW. (laughs) uh in like the hardcore matches and all that like he was a he's a bruiser he's a real meat and potatoes kind of wrestler (laughs) Mm -hmm. i've only seen him in the wwe from when he came in good in the ring but also for his contributions outside of the ring yeah no i agree with that somebody i have down is a big show good pull um yeah Um, i i longevity i mean we know big show has had an incredible career and there is definitely no one like him in this business um i know he got compared to andre the giant a lot Mm -hmm. but i think his contributions to the wrestling business in general uh give him his own seat at the table so to speak definitely and like multiple championships Multiple tag team championships, um, dependable for any angle. They need a heel. They need a face. That's why he turned so many times because <laughs> they knew that they could trust him to help get people over in one way or the other. Yeah. You know, um, but I insurmountable amount of matches and, and characters that he he was or when he was doing the, the celebrity stuff at WrestleMania every year, like awesome you know just like a a great all-around guy i'm gonna since they usually do at least one woman i'm gonna go with victoria nice well you you love victoria i do i absolutely love her and i wish (laughs) i wish she got to be welcomed back into the wwe before she hung it up in the ring every year at the royal rumble i'm always like victoria's coming back man (laughs) <laughs> this is going to be the night. She's coming back. Uh, and unfortunately, the stars never align. So maybe one day, I'm going to say never say never, maybe she'll return and show up and take on Rhea Ripley or something. Dude, that would be awesome. Because oh that's God. a match I would pay money to see. So you're going women, so so I'll go with, uh, with my women's pick. Uh, Nikki and Brie Bella, the Bella Twins. Absolutely 100% deserving of that spot, I think. I think so for for a lot of reasons that aren't necessarily all in the ring. A- absolutely, um, and I you we have to take that stuff into consideration as well. Because, so think about it this way, like, yeah, in the ring they had multiple uh, women's championships, 
and, and stuff like that. But outside of the ring, the the way that they helped get the women over in a different way, you know, for like for me to like come home from work or or just be sitting on the couch and my wife be like, I want to watch Total Divas. Did you hear this like and just be totally into like the reality TV show aspect of how they contribute? Because it's a huge contribution uh, to getting over in a different way. Yeah. And there's like crossover market. All the girls that are on that show now, you know, are are, are definitely huge, hugely over, and then it's a huge honor for the girls to be on that show. Yeah, you know, so it's like a huge thing to be trusted to be part of the 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 E thing, and then like Miz got a spinoff with his wife. Like it's it's huge. It's huge in that way. It's good so it's all opening, around. It's opening the universe up to different people in different lanes. And uh, they, I don't know if they spearheaded the idea or what the case was or if they were watching uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians and thought, we should do that. We have interesting lives, you know. Um, but it's a it's a massive contribution to not just WWE but wrestling in general because it put a bigger spotlight on the women's wrestlers. The, every year they usually do a tag team. Obviously, the NWO is like the team or whatever, but they usually do like a straight up tag team. So I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. It's been a while since I mentioned them on the show. The Mean Street Posse. God damn it. I knew you were going to say it. There was like, for those of you that don't know, there was like a five or six episode streak that I'd somehow work the Mean Street Posse into the conversation. Damn it. Every time. <laughs> it was like before it's too late. Gotta get the Mean Street Posse in there. I was like pitching ideas for Shane to turn to heel bring and, and bring bring back the Mean Street Posse. And it's just Pete Gas just blading and bleeding everywhere. <laughs> oh my god. So Pete Gas is gonna come up onto the stage and he's gonna be bloody. Yeah. And somebody's gonna hit him with a with a with a stop sign. <laughs> so uh Here's my pitch. Mean Street Posse Hall of Fame 2020. Make it happen. Hashtag Mean Street Posse for the Hall of Fame 2020. Brother. <laughs> it's the longest hashtag on the phone. <laughs> um, all right. So I have, I, I'm going to save my big one for the very end, but I'm going to hit you with two quick ones. Um, uh, Hardcore Holly. Interesting. Interesting poll. Well, uh, also one of my favorite dudes to watch during that time frame dude i remember um, watching him as friggin spark plug holly yep oh sparky um, plug man and uh tommy dreamer okay yes yes let's make it happen so i'll go i'll, I'll hit you with two quick ones here uh rob van dam nice even though he's wrestling for uh impact, impact now but it's fine um, and Tajiri. Nice. I feel yeah, like well, you'll it's... always get a pop for me for Tajiri. So <laughs> I have one big one. Okay, let's hear it. Bigger than the rest of the names that have been announced. Okay. The Rock. Okay. He's All not right. in yet. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make any sense. But his, I wouldn't say his career is over. And I no. think he wants to pull a Batista and wrestle and then take his sure. seat. Because that seat's waiting for him. Right. No, of course. But, like, I mean, The Rock, dude. Yeah. Like, If you're talking about who needs to go into the Hall of Fame, it's normally Christian and The Rock. <laughs> like, the fact uh, that he's not in yet is weird. Like I said, he's not. I don't think he's hung it up yet. So I don't think it's weird. Yeah, if he had retired the same time that Austin did, then yeah, it'd be weird, but I think it's 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 overdue. I think he needs to go in. So, uh Keith asked us that question and he also asked us a second question. Um what are your pet peeves about pro wrestling? What are your pet peeves about pro wrestling? A lot of pops, a lot of pop filter pops. I think as far as pet peeves go, uh, it's it's like little shit. It's like 
don't treat the audience like they're stupid. Um, cause they're not, and they'll certainly tell you about it on Twitter. <laughs> um, wrestling Twitter is also one of my pet peeves about pro wrestling. It's mm-hmm. like the toxic fandom. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's not fun for sure. No. Um, I would say one of my biggest pet peeves is, uh, watching a match and watching somebody wait for the other person to do a spot. Okay. Um, I hate that. I hate when somebody's like climbing to the top rope and the, the person that's about to receive the move is standing in the middle of the ring facing the opposite direction, but they're looking over their shoulder and you could see them. Like, I hate that. Um, or just like throw somebody into the ropes and then stand there waiting in, in position to do your maneuver. Like I just, I hate watching them wait for spots. And also, um, the fact that nobody registers, uh, damage anymore. Yeah. All fair points. Uh, and then kind of going along that line for me, uh, when a wrestler's like down or something and they're supposed to be selling, but the, instead they're just like fixing their knee pad or they're like fixing their trunks. Right, like, right. They're always adjusting. Clearly, your knee pad or your boot or whatever is like messed up, but you don't need to sit there and like adjust it while you're laying on camera and stuff. Wait until you get back up, dude. Right. Like, oh, man, that, that move really put me out, but also my pants are on sideways. Yeah. Let and that's just... more important than the pain that I'm in. Or, like, or like if someone gets knocked down and they're out of position for, like, the top rope dive move, they've got to, like, shimmy to get into position. Mm-hmm. And you just watch them do it's it. It's just... Yeah. There's other ways around that. Yeah. And, and I think, like, there's certain guys that know not to do that. Mm-hmm. And then there's certain guys that are still green and don't. You will never, you will, as as much shit as you could heap on Randy Orton, you will never see him move into position. You'll just know that he was out of position and then he was into position. Yeah. He'll sell into position. He'll sell into position. Because he knows where he needs to be. Friend of the podcast, all around great dude, and soon to be dad, Omega Luke asked us what is both of your best and worst experiences from creating content so far so not a wrestling question but a podcast related question um well since luke's a soon-to-be dad um why don't you answer the question since you are also going to be a soon-to-be dad Oh shit, that's right. Congratulations. <laughs> we didn't talk about it on the podcast. No, we haven't talked about it. I yes, uh my wife and I are expecting. Um don't know what it is yet. Don't know if it's a boy or a girl, but uh this June that's having exciting. a baby. It is exciting. Things business is about to pick up. Baby uh, Yezzy. <laughs> yeah. Um best and worst experiences from creating content so far. Okay. So the uh there it's one and the same. How about that? Um the best and worst thing about creating content is going, "Oh my god, I have this great idea for a thing." and executing the thing and then finding out that somebody already does it way better than you. That's the best and the worst thing about creating content in my opinion is going, "Dude, we have something." and then realizing you have something but it's really Something that somebody else has already done, and they'd probably do it better than you. As far as, like, worst experience from creating content, and I kind of have to agree with you in the sense that, like, oh, we get an idea, but that's just the idea phase. Um, Mm -hmm. When it comes to actually, like, creating it, whether it's a video or uh, a tweet even, or just, like, just the podcast, like the worst experiences are when you are trying to make this thing and you, you literally have to will it into existence and it didn't exist before. And then you have to like put it out there and hope people like it. Mm -hmm. So like worst experiences for me, it's like, Oh, I just, I just posted this podcast. Is anyone going to listen to it? Are people going to like listen to three seconds and they're going to be like, this dude's voice is stupid. 
these these guys' <laughs> opinions are stupid. Like, we're not going to listen to this anymore. Um, but as far as the best experiences from it, uh, I guess it's like a double-edged sword because you put yourself out there, and then when you get positive feedback, it's it's so rewarding. Um, and it makes like it makes the work worth it to me. Yeah, the coolest thing is. Um organically having people say that they like your stuff yeah that you don't you don't know them in person they're not listening because they know you you know like they're listening like because they just found it somehow they saw it retweeted somewhere they click the button and then they tell you that they're into what you're talking about like that's probably the coolest thing about it yeah and then like building a relationship from that point with those people like, I, I love interacting with, like, our friends on wrestling Twitter. And I can I can confidently say that, like, we're friends. You know, like, we talk all the time. Yeah, that's what it feels like. So, I don't know. I just, I think, I think creating the relationships is probably the best. And, like, having people agree and admire the work that you put into something. And, and or just like, notice it <laughs> yeah just tell me it sucks but like at the right. same time give me constructive give me constructive f- feedback right. um our friends over at wrestling realm brian and Dwayne, asked who is your early dark horse to win the royal rumble i think it'd be really interesting to see andrade win the royal rumble Okay, that that definitely qualifies as a dark horse. Yeah. Um, because my like, it's it sucks because for me, like, I don't. I'm not thinking of a dark horse. I'm thinking of like who, logistically, I'd like to see win the Royal Rumble, and I think especially with the year he's had, uh, for me the answer is Kevin Owens. Okay. So n- not necessarily a dark horse, but no. like, I I would very much enjoy a Kevin Owens Royal Rumble win. I think it'd be also really interesting for an even more dark horse to be Ali. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That'd be huge. That'd be some cool build. Um, but you said, you said cool build and too sweet wrestling asked, what is the current wrestling storyline that we enjoy the most? There's a lot of good, but there's also a lot of bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not going to say uh, Rusev Bobby Lashley? Uh, if by enjoy you mean like watching a train wreck happen, then yes. Okay. But no, um, I'm going to have to go with Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy build right now. Okay. Where they're just calling each other out and then they're beating the shit out of other people before they can get to each other. So it's just yeah. like a fun, simple storyline. It's not convoluted right now, which you know it probably <laughs> oh, just will actually be. Exactly. <laughs> it, but like it's simple and it's with two guys that I believe in and that I like. So what about you? Uh, for me right now, it's Seth Rollins turning on the fans. Okay. I love the idea of Seth Rollins turning on the fans. Um Everybody seems to agree that if he were to turn heel, they'd cheer for him again, which doesn't make any sense from a narrative standpoint. Um, but I think it's it's long overdue for him to, to, to go back to the dark side. And uh, the slow burn for it so far has been awesome. Yeah. And him lashing out this past Monday was, was great. Yeah, he even had, like, a backstage segment, like, a couple weeks ago where he basically said, like, I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. So, what's the difference? So, I really like where that's going. And I like that he's with AOP right now. Yeah, Seth can do anything, so. But Too Sweet Wrestling also asked, uh, what match should main event this upcoming WrestleMania uh, it's so far off it, and so much can change. Like at this point last year, um, we definitely didn't know what was going to main event and it definitely changed, you know? Yeah. Um, 
So I'm not 100% sure, but let's just say hypothetically I go with um, Kevin Owens winning the Royal Rumble, like I said earlier. Um, so Owens taking the title from Lesnar would be awesome. Um, Owens taking the title from The Fiend would be awesome, although I don't know if they allow guns into the stadium. <laughs> uh, so I'm not sure exactly. Um, but also, I, Miz and and The Fiend are kind of involved now, right? Yeah. So maybe Daniel Bryan wins the Royal Rumble and we finally get Miz versus Daniel Bryan, which I always wanted to main event WrestleMania. I'm perfectly, perfectly happy with that. A lot of pieces have to fall into place for that one, but <laughs> um, I mean the. But yeah, the, I'll go with I'll go with Kevin Owens versus either current champion. Okay, well, obviously the the Royal Rumble winner should main event WrestleMania, but I don't necessarily think that's happened in the last few years. Aside from Becky Lynch, I think if somehow, some way, we get an NXT star winning the Royal Rumble and going on to main event. I would like to see an NXT title match main event WrestleMania. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it'll happen either, but if you want that brand to be taken seriously and stuff, give them the main event. Watch what they can do. Think about that kind of match on that scale. Yeah. It's, it's everything I want, you know? But it would have to make sense in the build. Um, So I'm kind of, honestly, I'm kind of hoping for like Johnny Gargano to win the Royal Rumble and go on and wrestle maybe Finn Balor for the NXT Championship. Oof, that'd be awesome as the main event of WrestleMania. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) So uh, Josh and Stu, good friends of the uh, podcast, uh, Shout out to those guys. Which matches do you think are the most underrated and overrated of 2019? Oh my god. There's so many to choose from. Um, I think most underrated for me, personally, would probably be AJ Styles versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania 35. Okay. Because I feel yeah, like... We, we oh, were in person for that. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like that match kind of doesn't really get the recognition that it deserves. I think that was a really well put together match. Yeah, I just in that spot on the card I think is why it got killed. Yeah, go back and watch it. Um Yeah. It it No, works. yeah, I remember like I mean the very first thing I did when I got home after WrestleMania weekend was watch WrestleMania again. Um And yeah, I remember being like, "Yeah, this is pretty good." So that's yeah, that's a good pull. And as far as overrated, I don't necessarily think there's an overrated match that's like coming to mind. Maybe, maybe like the the women's WrestleMania main event from WrestleMania. Yeah, that's a good. That's an also that's also a good one. I think that's pretty um, overrated. Honestly, it's it's I, not that. Yeah, good. I don't think that that match was that good. The finish ruined that match. Yeah, and like the stipulation wasn't necessary. No, you know. It also, and it was overlong. I was going to say, it also didn't help that the match went on at midnight, and I was so tired by the time it, it went on, but still, mm-hmm. uh, I watched that match back, and I was like, you know what? It it really wasn't that great. really wasn't that great. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll agree with that for sure. Speaking of overrated... So, <laughs> we do, we do, uh, we participate in Josh and Stu, who asked the previous question. They run a prediction league on Twitter for wrestling podcasts and, and, and the like. Um, and they have a title, and you send your picks in, they give you points per what you selected happening on the show, and, and it goes like that. Uh, we were the title holders for a incredible amount of time, like like ridiculous. Yeah. So the guys that the guys that took that title from us just because wrestling asked, how did it feel when we took the JSPL title from you, the Josh and Stu Prediction League title from you? And I can say honestly, my answer is, it was a relief. Right. Uh, yeah. 
it was a it was a relief. I mean, to not I was, have to worry about defending the title all the time. I was mad because I think they they won it on a technicality, if I remember correctly. I um, honestly I don't remember. Uh, it's because we beat ourselves. Remember? Oh, we that's used right. The we used the uh, to try and get an extra breaker. ten points, but yep. we got it wrong, so we lost ten points. So really, right. They didn't beat us. Uh, we cost ourselves. We cost the title. ourselves That's right. the match. That's right. I remember that now. But it's fine. I remember saying that in a promo. But I was I was <laughs> mad initially. But like you said, I was I was kind of at the same time like, oh okay, we don't have to like record a like a promo for this. Yeah. Until we so did relief. and we won it back, but it's fine. That's that's another right. story. Uh, all right, fun question from our friends at Ghosts of the Stratosphere. Uh, big fan of these guys and their their podcasts. They're always fun to interact with on Twitter. Their question was, what are the five best wrestler comic book correlations you can think of? Like Superman is the 1980s version of Hulk Hogan, which I think this is a very fun question. It is, but it required so much thought. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I'll I'll run through mine first because I think they're they're pretty quick. Uh, first one I thought of right off the top of my head was uh, Crow Sting from WCW is Batman. Okay. Uh, fighting against an established order, uh, the vigilante kind of deal, all that stuff. Um, this one's a little bit more left field. Stone Cold Steve Austin is Wolverine. Oh shit. I like that. No no friends, don't trust anybody. Um that kind of that kind of thing. Like take no prisoners, kick everybody's ass, never give up, never stop, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um Edge, the rated R superstar, I have as Loki. Okay. Damn. The opportunism, the opportunism, trickster, that kind of stuff. Uh, and then I got Ricochet as Miles Morales Spider-Man. Okay. Cool. Quick, a little bit more, a little bit different than the like normal original Spider-Man, um, but still a lot of fun and does a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, and then Mark Henry is Power Man Luke Cage. I like it. I like the list a lot. Um, yeah, this this took me a little while to try to figure out, but I got uh, Alistair Black as Daredevil. Okay. Uh, just the mystique, everything about Moral him, code. the way that he carries himself, definitely yeah. just reminds me of like Daredevil. Um, Moral code, there's like a general religion vibe. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I got it. Um, this one's kind of left field, um, but '90s Shawn Michaels as Tony Stark. <laughs> you know, I was trying to think of somebody for Iron Man, and I couldn't. But I like that one. Yeah, uh, and then just like the whole finding God thing, and and <laughs> becoming a better version of yourself over time. I think that fits. Um, I also have Johnny Gargano. As Peter Parker, because okay. I think he's like the be all end all of good guy. Um, yeah. So I, I, you know, ultimate underdog all the time. Exactly. Uh, Always overpowered. Great power comes great responsibility, and I feel like right. Johnny Gargano has that. And then that time when he went heel was obviously when he had the symbiote, um, right? As per his gear. Um, <laughs> I have CM Punk as. Punisher, Frank Castle. Nice. I think nice. that's a good fit. He stands for what he believes in and doesn't necessarily walk the line of good guy, bad guy. He's just like very worried about himself and the people that he cares about. Um, yeah. Just that kind of brash attitude. Doesn't care what he says. And then um, uh, I've got to go with Finn Balor as Batman. All right. I just think when Finn taps into that place, that demon, he lets his true self out, like almost like Finn Balor's the Bruce Wayne to 
the demon's Batman. Like the cool. real him is behind right. the mask with the paint on and stuff like that. That's cool. So I like that. I like that list a lot. But I have one on the outside that I that I've mentioned on Twitter before, and I think I've mentioned it on the podcast. Keith Lee and Matt Riddle as Luke Cage and Iron Fist. <laughs> That's true. The hero, the heroes for hire. It just visually, it's perfect. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, they're uh, they'd be a great team together, um, and especially if their name was Heroes for Hire. <laughs> All right, let's let's move over to Ocho Duro Parlay Hour at OD Parlay Hour on Twitter. Best wrestling movie of all time. Go. <laughs> oh, well, there's so many. Um, I'm just having a hard time. Uh, like obviously, wrestling docs don't count, right? No. Uh, uh, the wrestler. <laughs> yes, uh, I agree. I agree with that. I think it's it's the best look into that world that we've ever gotten on film before. Personally, um, from what I've seen, I'll put it that way. Just there's just so many wrestling films. I just don't have the time. You know. Uh, well, we got time for more wrestling film questions. Uh, undisputed future. <laughs> Our good pal uh, asked, what does Royally Rumbled think of the film Ready to Rumble? Going to be honest. (laughs) Going to lose a lot of um, street cred here. Uh, I've never viewed that film. Uh, I have not seen that film either. Just never seen it. Um, I remember when it came out, I was young. And uh, that was around the time I stopped watching WCW altogether. So, uh, yeah, it didn't necessarily make me want to see the movie, you know? If someone were to show up at my house and hand (laughs) me a Blu-ray copy of the film, I would eventually take the cellophane off and put it in my (laughs) Xbox and watch it. However... If someone were to hand me a DVD copy of the film, <laughs> I would not accept it. <laughs> and I would go on with my life not having missed out on anything. Maybe we have to watch Ready to Rumble. Dude, should we do a uh, like a audio commentary track while we watch it? I I don't know. Let let them tell us if you're still listening to this and you want us to do an audio commentary track on the film Ready to Rumble that we've never seen before. Like a lot of raw reactions to it. Uh let us know and we might just uh we might just do it. But Undisputed Future also asked um in reply to uh, <laughs> in reply to the uh gift that we posted with our question um what kind of bear is best? <laughs> Question. What kind of bear is best? Uh, my real answer, uh, uh, polar bear. False. Be- Black bear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we did an office gag on this. How did you not know that that was coming? How did you not know that that was coming? Well, I kind of uh, was hoping, but... <laughs> so, like... So I'm from Scranton. So like having a show like the U.S. version of The Office take place literally like five minutes away from where I live is like the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love The Office. So I was super excited that he actually said that because I was like, no, we're answering it. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on to another friend of the podcast. Uh, Queen of NE asked, what's your go to podcast for wrestling news? Jordan. I mean, honestly, I don't listen to podcasts for wrestling news. I don't know that there's a podcast that I go to for wrestling news because wrestling news happens so fast. You know, by the time that there's a podcast out about wrestling news, if it wasn't recorded live, it's already old, you know. Um, But... I, I'm open to suggestions. If there's one that people are dying for for people to listen to, I'll, you know, I'll I'll listen to it. Uh, let's jump over to Instagram. Uh, at the only writer in town asked, "What's your favorite rock band slash favorite song genre?" 
Um, I'm a metal guy, and my favorite band is Mastodon. Um, actually, I think my top three or four bands all start with M or have a hard M in them. Uh, Mastodon, Iron Maiden, Megadeth, and Motorhead. So, All good pulls. Um, my music selection is way more broad because um, I listen to a bunch of stuff. So I think my favorite is uh, a guy named Matt Nathanson. I think that's a safe bet to assume. He's like a singer-songwriter. Um, yeah, just all of his music is great. Um, but I also like things like Silver Sun Pickups. Uh, I like, you know, some, some heavier stuff. I like Slipknot. It's just I'm all over the place when it comes to music. And then on Instagram, we had WWE Real Sultan ask us, what are your thoughts on a possible Edge return? As long as he's actually medically cleared to compete, um, I'm all for it. If he's yeah. if if there's like a chance that he shouldn't take a bump, then don't don't take a bump. Like, right. I love Edge, and if you go back and listen to our Legacy Spotlight series episode on him and his career, huge fans. Uh, yeah. Would we we even fantasy booked a couple matches in there of who would we put him against now? And I know we said like AJ Styles and Seth Rollins and stuff. So it's like the thought of Edge returning for at least one more match interests me a lot, but only if he can physically handle it. Right. If he's a hundred percent healthy, I'm all for it. But if he's not 100% healthy, I don't want to see it happen. Uh, right now, Brother Love Wrestling uh, asked, who would, you, who would be your current wrestlers, Mount Rushmore? Oh, Jesus. Current wrestlers? Current wrestlers. Oh. It's just pick your favorite current wrestlers. Jeff Hardy, um, Seth Rollins, Charlotte Flair, and finally, I think I've got to go with Finn Balor. Okay. That's good. I like that. What about you? Um, um, oh, boy. Um, Rey Mysterio, Seth Rollins, Triple H, Kevin Owens. Okay. Cool. So so this, this brings us to our, our final questioner, uh, Mags, motivated and confident. If wrestling disappeared, what would you replace it with? Um, honestly, probably video games or I just fill it with stuff that I already enjoy, like video games, but uh, just make more time for, yeah, it. make more time for <laughs> it. Video games, um, television, uh, you know, movies, making movies, writing movies, you know, stuff yeah, like that. Um, it, it, yeah. If, if wrestling disappeared, um, I don't know, like would I watch boxing instead to get like that fight feel who watches boxing dude i've watched boxing (laughs) is that your answer i know i'm just saying like would i fill it with something that's also like a combat situation it's up to you you know it's the uh, question it's possible um it's possible that i would do that or would like you said just uh use the time that i would allot to wrestling to other things like video games or sleeping or more time with the thing is is that i'm a nerd about a lot of stuff it's not just wrestling same i have like a lot of like specific nerd uh uh, avenues comic books uh, uh video games movies tv all that kind of stuff music even sports i'm like a nerd about sports so um i would probably just fill it with that time with the time with that stuff instead so Mag's follow-up question is a doozy, and this is where we're ending our episode. Would you rather <laughs> eat shit-flavored ice cream or ice cream-flavored shit? Do you have an answer? Uh, I've got to be honest. I would rather eat shit-flavored ice cream because then it's still a food. That was my answer. 
100% that's my answer. Like, now, like so the I so the idea of your shit being flavored like ice cream um it's still waste that you're eating regardless of the taste of it whereas ice shit flavored ice cream is still a food. Yeah. Um there might the, be some nutritional value would, in that. The taste would be awful. However, it's not ingesting waste. And I think that was like my biggest thing. Literal shit. Like, like I might be able to to get through the flavor of shit knowing it's ice cream. <laughs> but if I'm eating a pile of shit <laughs> it just tastes that like just it. happens to taste like ice cream, I don't know that that would go over so well. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... Honestly, thank you guys so much for these questions. I want to do like more of these. So we'll set something up and we'll do this again. Yeah, definitely. And if you like episodes that aren't necessarily about wrestling, um, you can check out our other podcast that we do called Pop Cannon with a K. It's what your mom texts you when she's angry. Um we do reviews of movies and TV shows over there. So if if you're looking for additional content and you happen to like us, check out our other show, at Pop Cannon with a K. So uh, this has been our Q&A. Stay tuned for more big things coming in 2020 for your boys at Royally Rumbled. I'm Jordan. I am Robert. Thanks for listening. Have fun, everybody. Enjoy the holiday season, whichever holiday it is that you uh, celebrate, be it Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. I don't know if there's any other ones that I'm leaving out, but if you celebrate those, enjoy those and happy those as well. Just be happy, everyone. (laughs) Yeah, don't be like us and miserable. (laughs) (laughs) 